Good morning. Let me just read a, a scripture to you this morning. Psalm 81, 10. It says this, I am the Lord thy God who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. And then just one more scripture, Luke 11, 5 to 13. Luke chapter 11, verses 5 to 13. And he said unto them, which of you shall have a friend and shall go unto him at midnight and say him, friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine in this journey is come to me and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, trouble me not, the door is now shut and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give it to thee. I say unto you, through he, he will not rise and give him, because he is a friend, yet because of this importance, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. And I say unto you, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. For everyone who asks receives, and he that seeks finds. And he that knocks, it shall be open. If a son shall ask for bread, any, any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he, will, so if, if he, asks for a fish, will he, will he give him a fish? Will he give him a serpent, rather? Or if he shall ask for uh, an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give you the Holy Spirit? Let me just read verse 10 of Psalm 81 again. I am the Lord your God who brought you up out of Egypt. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. It's a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. It's an honor that we have somewhere to go this morning with our deepest sorrows, deepest pains, anxiety moments, when the storms come in, floods come in, when the family's in chaos, it's a privilege for every man and woman in here who truly born again and knows God that you are a person with great hope this morning because you know God. And, 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 and in this verse, it's a privilege, it says this, I am a Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. You see, God had brought them out of Egypt. These people had seen miracles. They'd seen the power of God. They'd seen his glory manifesting. They saw one and a half million people being released. Just by God's voice. Just by God's power. Nothing else. Not a great army. Not money, not silver, not gold. Released simply because God heard their cry and came and delivered them and set them free. When God says here, open up your mouth, what he's saying is, ask me for great things. 
asked me for great things. We've heard this morning, I don't want you to put a band-aid over stuff. I want to do a miracle. Susan got that word and then Fiona says to me, I feel I want to talk about miracles. So either God is speaking or we just file that in a drawer somewhere and go, well, that was a nice morning. No, God is speaking to us. He's saying, open up your mouth wide and I will fill it. Ask me for great things. Prayer is not just learned in a classroom. It comes out of desperation. It's learned in a prayer closet when you have nowhere else to go. When the river runs dry, the money runs dry, the strength runs dry, your energy runs dry. When things come in that are out of your control and there's nowhere else to go, see, God wants to bring a holy desperation. He never leaves us comfortable. He'll make you uncomfortable. He'll draw you to a place of total dependency on Him. But you must come with an expectation. We must come. That We are a praying church. That's why we're putting on these prayer meetings. We're expecting God to move and do great things. We're asking God to do great things. The capacity to ask for great things comes out of abiding. John 15, if you abide in me and ask anything in my name... So there's an abiding that takes place, there's an obedience, there's a lifestyle that goes with the name. There's a lifestyle that goes with this name. There's, a, there's an abiding, there's a life of obedience. There's a life that says, if there's anything in me, God, I want it moved. I want to ask you for great things. He wants us to possess his promises. He wants us to possess his promises. He wants us to take those, lay hold of them. You see, that's asking for great things. I can ask for the promises because I'm asking for something that's certain. I'm not coming asking for silly, stupid things from my own, my own mind. I'm looking at the promises of God, which are yea and amen, and I'm asking for great things. The promises of God are great. Can somebody say Amen. The promises are great. I mean, you know, there's a, God's got boxes of stuff up there that nobody's claiming. Warehouses of stuff that nobody's claiming. Because we actually don't believe. We're so full of unbelief sometimes. I'm asking for great things. Great things are based on the Bible. Great things are based on the promises, which are yea and amen. They're not no, they're yes. They're an absolute certainty. Can you say amen? amen. I mean, come on, this is certain. It's a certainty. The promises are yes and amen. So he wants us to possess the promises. He wants us to ask for great things. He is honoured when we ask for great things. He is honoured. You're honouring him. You're saying, God, I'm putting no limits on you. You, 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 I'm not going to put limits on you. You, you being limited is not you, it's in me. I limit you, but you're not limited. When we ask for great things, he is honoured. He's honoured when somebody believes him. God is saying, there's an open invitation. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. Jeremiah 33.3, call on me and what? I will answer you. I mean, that's a divine invitation. 
I mean, this is not coming from a man or a denomination or a pastor. God himself, this is the word of God. The promises are yes. And here's a divine invitation. Ask of me and I will answer you. If you ask for a, a, a stone, would I, what, bread, will I give you a stone? You can ask for great things, even in the day of small things. When things are small, you can ask for great things. God hears our prayers. We need confidence. Do you know why? Do you know why I don't I think we don't ask for great things? I think we have made ourselves the standard of the prayer and not God. You see, that's why it says, boldly approach the throne of grace that you can find strength in time of trouble. It's a throne of grace where you can come and find strength in the day of trouble. We have made ourselves the standard of the prayer. Oh, I'm having a bad day today. I've had a bad week. And God says, I don't care what kind of week you have. I've had a great day. I'm your God. Ask me for great things. It's not based on you. It's based on my promises. It's based on my word. It's based on my power. It's based on my character. It's based on my love. And so many people, thank you. And so many people, so many, don't come to the throne of grace because they've had a bad week. This happens to mature Christians, condemnation. We don't believe for great things. You say, well, you know, I'll ask God to the standard where I'm at. You ever had anybody coming up to you and saying, well, you pray for me, and you think, oh, I wish you came up last week, I was in good shape. <laughs> not today, I mean, not this morning. Of all the mornings, not this morning. See, you're making yourself the standard of the prayer. Thanks, Andy. Yeah, <laughs> you're making yourself the standard of the prayer. So when you come up to me this morning and say, "Will you pray for me for the baptism in the Holy Ghost?" and I go, <laughs> "Of all the mornings to ask me that." Last week we were when we had the monthly prayers on. When I mean, I was fasting a couple of weeks ago. If you'd only got me then, when I was in good shape. You see, you're you're basing your prayer on self righteousness rather than the grace of God. Open your mouth wide, and I will fill it, cause I'm a good God. I'm a God of love. It's not based on you. It's based on me. It's the, folks, do you get it? Do you get it? It's based on him. You see, when the prodigal was in a pig pen, do you think that, do you, do you, do you think that he felt righteous? Do you think he felt good enough to go back to the father? No, I'll tell you what lifted him out of it. What lifted him out of that was the father's goodness. He started to think about the father. He never, he never went, well, I'll wait till I'm okay. I'll wait till everything's all right. I'll wait till I tidy myself up and then I'll go back to the father. He thought about the father and it made him move. And when we ask God for great things, it's not based on me, it's based on him. When I start to think of the goodness of God, when I think of the grace of God, it moves me to the throne of grace. And when the prodigal went to the father, it wasn't based on him. The father ran out to meet him, clothed him, blessed him. 
And it was all based on the Father's love. And know what he done? See, he was based on him. This is what he said, Father, I'll just be a servant. That's what we say. That's why we have, God, I won't ask you for a big miracle because, you know, I've, I've backslid a few times. I've, I've had a, a terrible life. I've, I've done wrong this week. I've, we're over here somewhere. We're not good enough. But I, I won't ask you for a big miracle. I'll just, I'll just, and he, I'll just be a servant. And he goes, no. It's not based on you. It's not based on your backsliding. You're my son. You were dead, but now you're alive. Hallelujah. What love. Oh, what love is this? What love is this? What a love. What a father. You see, that's what happened in Luke 11. When you come to me and you ask for bread, what one of these would give your son a stone or a scorpion? He's talking about the Holy Spirit, but that could be a number of things. When you come to God and you ask for less, it's not honoring to God. Because know what you're saying? God, you're saying to God, I don't know your heart. I don't know your grace. I don't know your love. I'll just be a servant. Well, just give me a small, just put a band-aid on it. And God says, no, I don't do band-aids. I do miracles. Ask God for great things, Acorn Church. Your life, husbands and wives, men and women of God here this morning. Ask him for great things. He loves you. It's not based on you. Don't make yourself the standard of the prayer. I've been there. I've tried to work my way back. And we fall into self-righteousness. I've been there. We measure our request by God's grace, God's greatness, God's willingness. You're not praying to a reluctant God. You don't need to twist God's arm. I give you my son. I give you my son. I took him and I nailed him to a cross. The most horrendous death. What would I hold back from you this morning? Do you know the Father's heart? Do you know the Father's love and grace this morning for you? Do you know the Father's kindness? Do you know he gave his son Jesus Christ to die for you? What would he withhold from you? Tell me. Tell me what he would withhold. God wants us to enlarge our tents and stretch. First Chronicles 4.10 is the prayer of Jabez. Remember Jabez, you're just reading these list of names, right in the middle of it, the Holy Ghost put this in. He said, God bless me and enlarge my territory. He's asking God for great things. And right away, God said, yes, okay. He asked him for great things and God enlarged it. I mean, I remember when my son was young, I used to say to him, if you cut the grass, I'll give you a tenner. I didn't need to give him a tenner. He'd have done it for nothing. I was just looking for ways to bless him. Every chance I could get, I'd bless him. If you do that, I'll give you a fiver. If you do that, I'll give you a tenner. If you do that, isn't that true? Eh? I'm still doing it. (laughs) 
No why. It's the Father's heart. It's not based on him. It's not based on his behaviour. That's my son. There's not a man or woman in here who wouldn't do anything for your sons or daughters, no matter what shape they were in. Because of your heart. Because of your heart. Do you get it this morning that God said, ask me for great things. You've seen my miracles. I brought you out of Egypt. You've saw my power. You've saw my glory. You see how much I've blessed you. Will anybody just come to the Father this morning and believe that he loves you? Ask for great things. Ask for more revelation. Ask for more of the Spirit. Ask for your children. Ask for your church. Ask God for great things. Impossible is just the opinion of men. It's not the language of God. I refuse to believe it. That God can't send a revival. I believe in personal revival. That's what we are praying for. And no, people might think we're foolish. A wee church up there praying for revival. <laughs> I love it. It's just like God to jump over everybody and come and meet us. That's the kind of God he is. In the Zussi Street revival, there was a one-eyed black man named William Seymour. And there was big churches in that day, big velvet curtains. They had all the works. And William Seymour was a one-eyed black man. He had to sit outside the door because of segregation in the Bible college and hear theology through a door. And he went to a barn and he started preaching, and there was a worldwide revival. He, no, he said, I just believed God that there was more. A worldwide revival came through William Seymour against all odds because he believed God. I'm nearly finished. Impossible is just the opinion of men. I believe God wants to astonish us again. There's hindrances to prayer, obviously. Pride, disobedience, unforgiveness, just spiritual laziness, lukewarmness. Ephesians 3.20 That he is able to do more abundantly than you think or ask. This is God talking to you this morning. Believe God for your families. Get desperate. I don't, want to, I don't want to wait till I get to heaven to receive everything. I want to unlock heaven. I want the windows of heaven opened. I want blessing on my family. I want blessing on my children's children. I want blessing on Acorn Church. I want blessing. I want to see a miracle before I die. Amen. Amen. No, I am a miracle. We're saved. We're born again. But you know what I mean. I want to see miracles happen. I want to see God doing great things again. I want a generation, at least, I mean, at least let, them, let, let it said that we, you know, we never, we never had God from them. I want a generation to see that God's got the power to do more abundantly than you think or ask. Amen. Amen. God's not reluctant. You don't need to twist his arm. You know, you just need to ask. Yeah. 